Hey guys, Christian here, and I'm about to hit you with a threefer for this one. Alright, I'm going to ask you three questions. One, do you love craft beer? Two, do you love great barbecue? And three, do you love live music? Then man, do I have the spot for you. Crooked Eye Brewery, right in the heart of Hatboro, run by my friend Matt's family, the Mulherons. They're a great family. Okay, and you guys know, I'm an IPA guy. I love craft beer. And when I tell you their flagship IPA, the Crooked Eye IPA, is delicious, I mean it. And they have all kinds of other beers too. Blonde Ales, Hazy Ales, Session IPAs, Stouts, Porters, all that stuff. They got it and they brew it right in-house. And it is delicious. They have live music almost every single night of the week. They have a house band, the Crooked Eye House Band. And then the main event. On Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, my buddy Matt, Salty Vets Barbecue, serves their food right out of the brewery. And I've had him on this show before, as you guys know. We went a little behind the scenes. It's all how he did things. And I'm telling you right now, people always say, oh, there's no good barbecue around here. There's no good barbecue around here. Yeah, well, now there is. Right in the heart of Montgomery County. Right off of York Road in Hatboro. Right next to Silvio's Deli. Crooked Eye Brewery. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can get their delicious barbecue. Unbelievable ribs. Unbelievable pulled chicken. Great sides. Pulled pork. The whole nine. And he's always adding menu items to his menu. This is a great family. This is a great brewery with great beer, great live music, and great food. Check out Crooked Eye Brewery in Hatboro. Tell my center. going on it's christian rodriguez and it is time for the c-rod podcast for super bowl sunday february 12th 2023 and frankie goes to hollywood is trying to tell you the same thing that aaron Rodgers has been trying to tell you the same thing that i'm about to tell you relax anybody who's nervous about the game tonight relax all right coming from me this is actually a weird thing. Now, you know, you guys had to know that I was going to talk about this on Super Bowl Sunday. All right. I don't talk about sports, but when I when Philly is in the championship, I do. But you guys know me, how how I operate. I always feel that I <laughs> that I have some kind of jinx control, you know, over over sports games, which I totally don't, and I'm I'm aware of that, but I still don't get like too confident or too cocky about anything. As you guys know, when the we went we went through that Phillies run. And I'm like, hey, they ain't gonna beat the Cardinals. Ah, oh, they ain't gonna beat the Braves. Ah, oh, they ain't gonna beat the Padres. And they and they did it. The difference is, all right, I've I've seen some decent teams in my life in my 44 years of watching sports. All right, but I can unequivocally say that this Eagles team on paper is flat out just a better team than the Kansas City Chiefs. It's just a fact. And I, I got to say, now the one thing I do fear, all right, you know, the refs do control these games. Like it's it, football and the NBA, they're both 
sports entertainment, and they and the games are decided by the referees. There's no question about that. And last last Sunday was a shining example. Two reasons why the refs have to manipulate games. One for for Vegas. Okay, the house always has to win. You know, so they got you know like the heavy spread betters and shit like that. They got to sway it a certain way, and they can and they have. All right, the other is so the NFL can get their storyline so they can get all the ratings that they want. They can paint a picture. It's a whole storybook thing. Now, last Sunday, when the Eagles won the title game, they played first. And then it was Bengals-Chiefs after that at 6 o'clock. Okay? And once the Eagles got in, it was like, we got to get the Chiefs in now. Because it's you know Andy Reid against the team he coached for 14 years and never got through and won a Super Bowl. Kelsey versus Kelsey. They needed their storybook storyline. What are the actual odds of that really happening? And the fourth quarter of that Chiefs-Bengals game just proved it. And, and really, for the last week or so, last two weeks, everybody's been on so- social media. It's a fucking hashtag now. They're like, the NFL is scripted. Because real quick, there was, there was, a, there was so many bad calls in that fourth quarter that went the Chiefs' way for them to win, or, or at least put them in a position to win. That last, the, the last play, when, when Pat Mahomes ran like for 30 yards and actually got him into field goal range with no time left, if you go back and watch that fucking play, all right, the, the left tackle bear-hugged this dude that was going to sack Mahomes. It was a clear holding call. No, it wasn't even close. No flag. And he just happened to run all the way up the field, and they get in Harrison Butker range, and he fucking bangs one through, and Chiefs win, go to the Super Bowl, Kelsey versus Kelsey, Reed versus the Eagles. I, I mean, you know, but the biggest one of them all, Chiefs have the ball, fourth quarter, third and nine. And it was getting dangerously close. Like they wanted to be in a, you know, they had to score a touchdown on that possession in order to put themselves in any position to win the game. So it's third and nine. Okay. They get five yards. It's fourth and four. And they were going to punt. It was pretty much like you're giving the ball back to Joe Burrow. This things didn't look good. Then all of a sudden, the refs come out and they're like, whoa, 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 no, we called the play dead before it started. We called it dead before it started. No, 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 no. That, that play doesn't count. You get a do over. A do over. I've never seen that in football history, even in the regular season, let alone the AFC title game. All right, so what happens? It's third nine again. They, they get the do-over, right? They don't get the first down again, right? Patrick Mahomes gets sacked. Oh, flag. Yeah, yeah, Eli Apple was, you know, 72 yards away holding somebody who it didn't even count. The whole thing was bullshit. So I fear that. I fear the referees, okay? But here's what... If, if that doesn't happen, you know, because Patrick Mahomes, okay, is the league's sweetheart. He's the, he's the poster boy of the NFL, and I'm, I'm just afraid the NFL wants him to win. That's, you know, so they'll have the refs, you know, throw it his way. And you also have to look out for Andy Reid's game plan, because if there was two things that we learned about Andy Reid in his 14 years here, okay, and he's gotten better at this, but one, he is a terrible clock manager. He has no idea how to use his timeouts, and that was apparent for 14 years here okay he's gotten better at it but you know this is a super bowl like one mistake could cost you okay and the other well three things i learned from Andy Reid. the other is that outside of bill belichick andy reed is the best game planner in in the history of the nfl the guy game plans like a master okay but the the caveat to that is all right if you if you adjust to that game plan and then you counter it he's out of ideas like he he can't he can't make in-game adjustments is what i'm saying you know 
So, and the other thing I learned from Andy Reid is every single week, pretty much for 14 years here, he said, you know, the game is won and lost at, at the line of scrimmage. And no truer words have ever been spoken. And, and I'll, I'll actually cite an example. This Eagles team, okay, they dominate the line, the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. They have one of, if not the best offensive lines in the NFL. And they by far have the best defensive line in the NFL. I mean, like this, this defense is historical. I mean, they, they got the second most sacks in a season in NFL history. All right, and that is going to play right into this game because, you know, Patrick Mahomes is still a little bit banged up. All right, he's got that ankle sprain, and the Eagles are going to be bringing the heat all fucking day. And for, <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, I am going to have my fucking eyes on number seven the whole entire game, that fucking Hassan Reddick. I, <laughs> that guy is a lunatic. <laughs> if, if you get, a, you know, in a couple plays, just zero in and just watch him. Watch what he – the guy is just a – he wreaks havoc. <laughs> I fucking love him, you know. But, you know, he's going to be in Mahomes' face all fucking day. And so will the rest of that. You know, you know they're going to try to – you know, they're going to get to him. They're going to sack him four or five times. There's no question about that. It's just the dangerous part is when they flush him out. You know, they flush him out of the pocket. That's when he shines. So you got, you got to be careful. But anyway, being that I am – unpopular opinion here. But being I, I that I despise Nick Sirianni, I, I just don't fucking like the guy. I didn't the day that they hired him. And because – he, he's like Jimmy Fallon. Like, all he cares about is if everybody likes him. Like, he'll, he'll, he'll alter who he is just so everybody likes him. He just wants to be liked and fit in. <laughs> you love me. You really love me. I hate people who try too hard to fucking fit in, and he is that. Like, he followed the Bryce Harper blueprint, but you're not Bryce Harper. <laughs> Bryce Harper gets a $330 million deal and his PR guy's like, listen, you are the face of this franchise now. And like, of, of course, you know, in when you were in Washington, Philadelphia hated you. And now, of course, they're going to fall in love with you overnight because you chose them. But you're going to have to go one further. All right. You're going to have to, you know, even if you don't act like you like all the other teams in the city and then, you know, do all the other Philly shit, like play, you know, play as hard as you can, you know, shit like that and be accountable and shit but like Nick Sirianni he did it with the city he did it even with the players like he was trying to fit in and be one of the guys like you're the fucking head coach and here's the other thing that scares me about this fucking dipshit all right his first five games when he was the coach of the Eagles Jalen Hurts was the quarterback and at that point Jalen Hurts stunk okay he put the work in and now he's the Jalen Hurts he is now but he stunk last year okay he completed 50 percent of his passes and Sirianni was throwing the ball 50 times a game. I don't care if you got t- Tom Brady. You're not going to win throwing it 50 times a game. You're just not. And especially with a guy like Jalen Hurts, if he's only going to complete 25 of those passes, that means 25 of them were incomplete, which means the clock stopped 25 times, which means you don't control the clock, which means you pretty much aren't going to win. Now, the coach of the Eagles is obligated to call into 94 WIP and talk to Angelo Cataldi every week. What a, what a pleasure that must be. But this was the thing that sealed it for me. I didn't like his face when I first fucking saw the guy. And I didn't like his press conference. He was just trying to fit in. But then when I saw how he threw the ball 50 times a game and then went in, in after they, the fifth game, all right, Angelo Cataldi told Nick Sirianni how to, how to run his offense. Nick, the Philadelphia fans, you got to run the football, Nick. You got to run the football. Like and Next week he came out, and, and from that point on, 
He ran the ball more than any other team in the NFL, and they ended up winning the playoffs. No, winning the playoffs. They, they got to the playoffs. So he basically let the fans of Philadelphia and Angelo Cataldi tell him how to run his show because he came out of the gate stumbling because he had no idea what he was doing. All right, now, the other thing was, you know, and my, my friend Jay always like, he's like, why do you hate him so much? I'm like, you know, for basically what I just said, but here's the kicker. This was like the icing on the cake, even though I was already out on him for two years. I was over at his house watching that Giants divisional playoff game, right? And and uh, there was a like he was doing shit that was like like act like you've been there before, all right, Dick, Dick Sirianni. Like when they scored that fourth touchdown to go up twenty eight nothing. Okay, he ran into the end zone and was like sticking it in the other coach's face, like. You do not do that. Like, you don't. That's Bush League shit. Like, you go and rub it in the coach's face because you're winning. If you didn't, like, recognize it, the the Giants are a fucking, you know, Archbishop Ryan High School can beat them. And you're sitting there, like, showing up to coach and running into the end zone. You you never, if you're going up 28 points, the coach should never be doing shit like that. And then there was the ultimate, the ultimate, I want to punch this dude so fucking bad. Fox was cutting away into a commercial. And I, I know you know what I'm talking about. And he looked right into the camera and was basically boasting. Like, he was nodding his head, yeah, like, yeah, we got this shit, yeah. Like, he, he, like I want, I never did I want to punch him more than I did at that moment. But you don't do that in the NFL. Like, you, you do that in, in street football. I don't like the guy. But I'm going to tell you this right now, okay? Now, I'm going to – like, you listening, Dick? I know he's not. But are you listening – this, if you want to win this game tonight, this is exactly what you got to do. I'm going to give you the blueprint on how to win this fucking football game because you are a better team. You're a better team on paper. You're a better team at the line of scrimmage. Okay, you got a great defense and you got you got a high powered offense and you've already gone against the number one defensive football and hung 31 points on. If you want to win this game, this is what you got to do. Now I know most of you don't listen to this until later in the week. Like my. My biggest play days are like Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, typically. So anybody who's listening to this, the game is already over. So I'm, I'm either going to look like a genius right now <laughs> or I'm going to look like a fucking idiot, okay? But if you want to win this game, this is exactly what you got to do, okay? First of all, first and foremost, okay, like Bill Belichick, who's a great game planner, all right? who Who is their biggest threat? I mean, outside of Pat Mahomes, he's the best quarterback in the game. We get that. But who's the, who's the biggest threat? Travis Kelsey, okay? Take him away. You want to win? Take him away. Just take him out of the game. Double team him. Press him. You know, do anything that you got to do to limit him for his production numbers. And right, right there, if you do that, you win the game, okay? But there's two other players that are kind of like wild cards that you have to watch out for and you can't let them beat you either even though they're not significant parts of the offense but they can do like big play shit that like that wins or loses a Super Bowl okay you gotta watch Marquez Valdez Scantling because he can he can fly and you don't you don't want to get beat on deep balls with this fucking guy and the other one is the Eagles are going to be in Mahomes faces all day so you got Jarek McKinnon who is a scrappy little back who catches the ball out of the backfield you, you gotta you gotta watch out for him, all right? Because he can just dink and dunk you to death, like when the when the when the Eagles are flushing Mahomes. So you got to be careful on that. But the biggest threat, Travis Kelsey, neutralize him as much as you can. Then offensively, your game plan is this: in the first half, 
run the ball, run the ball, run the fucking ball. Run it down their fucking throats. Here's why. Because you'll control the clock the entire half, and you'll keep Pat Mahomes off the field. That's that's the name of the game. you got to keep their offense off the field. So you run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. This way you control the clock, you know, and you're, you're probably going to be in a, a good in good shape field position-wise, right? And you just let that offensive line just do what they do and beat the fucking shit out of that front four, all right? And then if you get in, if you do that and you get into the locker room with a 10-point lead, it's over because then in the third quarter, you can unleash Jalen Hurts and let him do whatever the fuck he wants. You know, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, everybody, and then let him run and do play action and RPOs and shit like that because the defense is going to be gassed. They were on the fucking field getting beat up for the entire first half. All right? Run the ball, control the clock, take take Travis Kelsey away, and this team wins by two touchdowns because they're just a better team. And that's that. Go Burts. But you know how I always talk about, like, things that I'm like, it's 2023. How have we not figured this out yet? You know, I've, I've done a, a multiple segments like that. All right, and I, I had another situation, actually two situations on Friday regarding this. Now, I, I got an email from my manager, and it was forwarded to him by like a process engineer or something like that, had a Word document attached to it and said, you know, Google is, is doing some sort of an update in the next couple of weeks, so you have to turn on your sync to you know so you won't lose your bookmarks because when the update goes through it's going to wipe out all your bookmarks so in typical rodriguez law fashion i follow the prompts on the you know from the word document and i go to turn on my sync and there's an error like it won't let me do it so i'm pretty much doomed and i'm going to lose all my bookmarks which pisses me off because i got about 50 of them 10 to 12 of which i use like every single day multiple times so i'm going to be very pissed off when i got to reset all that but i said to myself i'm like and this is Google, mind you, okay? And I, I've used this analogy before. They can tell me my license plate number from Jupiter, but you, you can't figure out how to keep my bookmarks when you have one of your goddamn updates? Come on, man. I was I was really pissed off about it. I'm like, you know, and, I, and I'm going to. I mean, it's a foregone conclusion unless I can find somebody who can help me out with that error, you know, because I was doing a million different things. I was trying to, you know, just try to troubleshoot. I just fucking couldn't. You know, so hopefully I can find somebody that does it. But, like, fucking get on it, Google. Jesus Christ. You know? I, I talk about something. And you start just consistently putting it in front of me. You know, I've noticed since I started watching Game of Thrones. It's a perfect example. Now, all of a sudden, everywhere I go, I see Game of Thrones shit. And that, and that show ended four years ago. So it's not like that's gone in front of everybody. You know, because there's a lot of times where I'm watching that show. And, like, I'll see the person. I'm like, who is that guy? Like, I've seen him in another movie. But... He just looks like somebody else, but he's dressed like a Game of Thrones person. So you got to figure out who he is in real life. So I'll type in Game of Thrones cast. Now, now it's all over. So figure out the fucking software update. And the other one was this. So I had I had a guy that was going to pay me, like he was pay me some money that he owed me, and uh, and he was, you know, he he's like, dude, he's like, my Venmo is all dicked up for some reason. You got Cash App? And I'm like, yeah, I do, but I don't keep it on my phone just so I can like save space, you know. I was like, you know, but I'm at work right now. I'm like, so let me, because you got to give them like your routing number and your account number when you want to like reactivate it. So I'm like, you know, by the time I find all that shit, you know. So he's like, all right, you know, just let me know when you, when you reactivate it. So I go reactivate the thing, right? 
And much to my chagrin, I found a hundred dollars in my in my balance. <laughs> I guess I forgot about it. It's almost like you know when you go to like wear a coat for the first time of the year and you go pull it out of the closet, you find like a hundred dollar bill. So that was that was nice, you know. So he was going to send the money in, and he did, and then I accepted it. So it went you know more towards my balance, and then it just said like you know cash out, meaning like it'll just send right to your bank. So. I, I, I hit the cash out button and it brings up a list of banks and you got to select which bank you are. So I did it and I selected in, you know, and it prompted me to sign in. This is another thing that we can't figure out in 2023. How, think about it. How many places do you go where you have a username and password? You know what I'm saying? Social media logins, bank logins. You want to make a car payment. You want to make an insurance. There's probably 52 different ones that I have. Okay. And here's the here's the thing that everybody needs to get together on. The requirements of a fucking password. Like how am I supposed to remember, you know, fifty two usernames and fifty and fifty two passwords? Because like, you know, some some people like the username can't be an email address. Okay, so you gotta make up a fucking username. It's like a one off. You know, and then the password requirements. Like, oh, it's gotta have it's gotta have a capital letter, it's gotta have a lowercase letter, it's gotta have a number, it's gotta have an exclamation point, it's gotta have your fucking sister's ass. You know, and they're all different everywhere you go. And then on top of that, they want you to fucking change it every goddamn quarter. How are you supposed to remember? And, and they always say, oh, don't write your password down. <laughs> don't leave it anywhere. Somebody will steal it from you. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know? So I'm like, all right. I, go, I, I just guessed. I'm like, I'm just going to guess. I'm going to log in. And I'll be like, okay, right? So I, I guess the username. I guess the password. And it said, your username and password cannot be the same as your username and password. Meaning, like, I was typing in the right shit, which made no fucking sense to me, <laughs> you know? So, you know, then I typed in, like, another user. Oh, it can't be a previous username. Like, it's it's always something, you know, trying to figure out these goddamn things, you know? And it always directs me to, the, to I got to reset the username, reset the password, and do all the other fucking bullshit. So I go, I go to TD Bank, like my app, and then I go, I reset my username and I reset my password because I log in that way with my thumbprint, which we should be, well, anyway, I'll get into that in a second. So I go, I go settings, I go, you know, I'm like change, change username, change password. And I go type all the shit in, right? And then it's, here's the other thing I don't understand. When you go type in a new password, why you got to confirm it? I, I, I typed it in the first time, right? And then here's what happens. Some places will show it to you. Some places won't. The ones that won't, it makes it nearly impossible because I am notorious for fat finger and shit. I got the sausage fingers, you know? And here's the thing. Why is it that they act like, you know, there's 52 people over your shoulder like you're, you know, taking a test in school and they're all looking at your paper? Because every time you type a fucking a character in, it, it's only the character for a split second before it turns into a dot and you can't see if you fucked up or not. It took me 10 minutes just to just to type in the, the new password and, and confirm it. And I don't even know if, if I typed it in the right way because it didn't give you the option to show it. Like, you know, you, you get the, get rid of the dots. They didn't have that. So I'm like, great, you know. So then it gets to a point where I think TD Bank was starting to get a little suspicious, you know, and it's like, oh, we're going to shut this down for a while. I'm like, you know, so I, I finally I finally get the fuck back in. Right, and then I, I changed the username, I changed the password, and like everything was what it was, and I ended up cashing out. But I'm sitting here saying to myself, I'm like, listen, man, they want it. They want it to the point where I think it's 
it might be Amazon or it's something else where you go into a store and you're pretty much chipped and and you walk in and you just like you're they already have your banking information because they've already scanned you and you walk into the supermarket and you just grab shit and leave like that's that's the that's the future that's coming very soon I'm like you want to do all that you want to look at my license plate from Jupiter you want to surveil everything I do you, you like all this shit okay so I, I'm I'm actually on your side on this one how come we have to have this shit meaning like the thumbprint should rule because there's no faking that you, you can't fake a thumbprint you know we should be able to like walk into a convenience store grab three items walk up to the fucking thing ring it out and then put your thumbprint on and you're out now here I am fucking like I'm, I'm typing you know fat finger and shit I'm looking into fucking dots thinking wondering if I if I typed a four instead of a three he brought you It was so goddamn annoying. And then it ended up happening again, all right, because I was ordering food. I was getting my hair cut yesterday, right? And it was, you know, it's in Hatboro, and I used to live in Willow Grove, and there's some food spots in Willow Grove that, you know, that I miss, you know, from being around there, you know? So I go in to pick this, (laughs) oh, God. I go in to pick this order up, and I walk in, and I ordered it online. So I got, like, an email, you know, saying, like, confirming the order and shit like that, you know? So I, I walk in the door and, you know, when you want to talk about a klutz that was behind, like this girl was probably 16 years old and she was, she was special. Let's just put it that way. You know, she's a couple grapes short of a fruit salad, but she was, you know, I, I, I tell her my name, right. And she's looking around and she goes like, um, I don't, I don't have an order under that name. I'm like, what do you mean? I, I'm like, I got the fucking email like confirmed it. Right. And you could see the girl was getting nervous, <laughs> like because see kids when you go, when, when kids go to work they don't they don't you know they think there's never going to be like a conflict, <laughs> and if there is they just they they get like you know she was visibly frightened. I'm like relax, it's all right, <laughs> no no big deal, you know. So now now she goes and gets the manager, fucking cool black dude man comes up, like what's up man, what's going on? I'm like look dude, I placed an order, I, you know I got confirmation, but my phone was in the car. I was like but. You know, I don't, I don't, he's like, yeah, I was like, we don't have a, you know, we don't have that name, you know, in our system here. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm like, let me run out and grab my phone and just check the email. And, you know, maybe like they said, I don't know, who knows? He's like, yeah, go ahead, dude. I mean, I'll be here. I'm like, all right. So like, I walk out, go get the credit card. I come back or the phone and I come back and I open up my email. I'm like, see, it says order confirmed. And then he's, he scrolled down. I'm showing him. He scrolled down the phone and it turned out they had another fucking location in Doylestown. And that's where I fucking ordered. <laughs> I'm like, why wouldn't you just, if I Google that, why don't don't you just, you know, the first one is the one that's near me? No, they didn't do that. I mean, I don't know, Google. You think maybe you want to have a software update for that too? Jesus Christ. Right? So I'm like, fuck, man, my bad. I'm like, I didn't even know you guys had another location. I had no idea. He's like, no problem, man. I'm like, uh, he's like, do you want a place to order here? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm here. I'm going to fucking drive all the way to Doylestown. The fuck? You know? So... I, you know, I, I just placed the order and I'm waiting. I said, hey, guy, I'm like, what about like, you know, because when you order online, you pay for it right there. I'm like, how am I going to get this money back? You know what I'm saying? And he's like, he's like, well, you know, he's like, let me call the other store. He's like, I'm going to tell them if they started to stop the order. And then like, you know, you're, you're here and they placed the, you know, like the wrong thing. Right. So he gets off the phone. And he was like, yeah, he's like, it's not going to pull your payment, but just go in and cancel the order. All right. And I go, I go in. 
to the email. It was the only like, you know, evidence that I had. And there was no option to cancel the order. So I'm like, is, is this going to fucking just pull this money? You know, because like I, I, ain't, I ain't going for that. So, you know, I, I couldn't cancel the order. And then I'm like, all right, well, let me go into my TD Bank app and just see if, you know, the one in Doylestown pulled the payment, right? So where I normally would log in with my fucking thumbprint, I guess because I changed my password and username so many goddamn times, it, it you know, it made me log in manually. And I typed in the username and password that I could, I could swear on my life that was the one that I created just two days ago. And I couldn't tell if the username and the password or both were wrong. I, there was no way for me to differentiate that. So I'm going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I go to try to fucking reset my shit. And then, you know, it's asking me for my account number, which I can't get unless I'm fucking in the app. I'm like, you got it. You got, I, I understand you're trying to be secure. I understand you, you, you don't want anybody to hack into your shit, but I mean, co- this is beyond ridiculous at this point. I, I swear to God, it's beyond fucking ridiculous. Like figure it out, figure out how our thumbprint, you know, gets us everywhere and, and does everything that we need to do. Because ever since I started doing that, it's just so much fucking easier and so much more convenient than typing and fat fingering fucking passwords and seeing them disappear into a dot. So you don't even know what the fuck you just typed. Knock it the fuck off. Thank you. The management. Now I'm up against a break. All right. You guys, I, I'm going to tell you, man, have you not been spoiled these last few weeks? Because I think you got like, what, an hour and 20 minutes uh, last week and then you, like hour and 15. I mean, right now I got to stop at 20 minutes just so I can fit the file into the platform. We're already at 28 minutes and I haven't had any drops yet, which I probably won't only because the majority of it was <laughs> was about the Eagles. But either way. Get off my lawn, that's fucked up, and this long-ass bullet list that I am going to pick from. All that and more on the other side, so make sure you keep it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Sit tight. Hey guys, Christian here, and you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two... What's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30-year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field because he knows the game he knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials he's going to have shoddy labor and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again then two years later get the same thing done again two years later get the same thing done again when you could have just called chris the first time and got it done right the first time when you call chris jackson He is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. 
I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website and you can see all the work that he posts every day and every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of Contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. Back with more of the C-Rod Podcast. And if Glenn Fry knows that the heat is on, then I'm sure the Eagles do too. <laughs> this is actually the second song from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack that made it onto this show, ironically enough. But a couple things I'm still going to say about that because I, I'm not the guy, I, you know, it's well documented. I'm a huge sports fan, huge Philly sports fan, but I'm not that dude. Like, and God bless you if you are. It, it's okay. I'm not ripping you. All right, but I am going to rip one group of people. Like, I, I don't. I don't own a jersey. I don't own a hat. I don't own a T-shirt of like any sports teams because that's just not my thing. You know, like I said, all power that those that do. But I will say this about Eagles fans: it, it happens. You know, sometimes with. You know the Sixers and the Phillies, but it's it's a big concern as far as a violation is concerned for Eagles fans. Buy a new fucking jersey already. Like I don't. Here's the thing I don't get. Okay, like it, it, marginal players from a from from three eras ago. That that <laughs> that thing should have been thrown in the trash can a decade ago. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm seeing people that, that walking around the street. Like I got my Kevin Cobb jersey on. What? Why is that still even in your closet? You know, you know what I'm saying? Now, listen, if you want to wear like a Philly legend, you know, like an Eagles legend jersey, knock yourself out. You want to wear a Brian Dawkins jersey, wear it all day. You want to wear a Reggie White jersey, wear it all day. Okay? But like if I see one more person with a goddamn, you know, Rodney Pete fucking jersey on, I'm going to rip it right off him and I'm going to set it on fire right in front of him. Buy a new fucking jersey. Get with the times. Jesus Christ. <laughs> But you know, I, I'm the kind of guy. I'm. I'm. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a quiet fan because, like, I'll sit there with my friends and fucking get all geeked up for a game. But like, I'm not the kind of guy that I gotta like. Like, I know I'm an Eagles fan. I don't need to let everybody. You know, I don't need to wear clothes to show it. I don't need to do anything like that. You know, I don't need. I don't need to do the chant. Okay, I don't need to let you know. I know how to spell it. I don't need to sing the song. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I should have said this when I was talking about this before. But you do know that 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 fight song, it falls apart. The second line, the whole narrative is destroyed. First line, fly eagles fly. Second line, on the road to victory. How do you fly on a road? That's debunked that whole fucking tune. <laughs> 
but I'm going to start out of the break here. I got more fun with words. As you guys know, I analyze this kind of shit, and it, it popped into my head because I was proofing a website, I think it was Friday, maybe even Thursday, either here nor there, and they send a proof back to me, and it was a caterer, the lady had a catering business, right? And like on, she had a menu you know, tab, and then when you hover over the menu tab, it was like all the different menus, like breakfast and brunch, and then lunch, and dinner, and, and all this. And I noticed that let me just say, why do we, and how do we determine this? Why do we, for certain terms only, use like a different language for, for what the word is? And furthermore, who decides which word we're going to use it for and in what language we are going to use it? Now, a couple of these I'm going to give you are French, but there's another there's another one in another language. Like So anyway, so I'm proofing this website and I get to the hors d'oeuvres page. And I was immediately pissed off because I, I went on, I went onto the page, you know, cause I got to proof it, make sure there's no typos and shit and whatever the name of the page is. Okay. It's like Google's best practice to put that fucking word all over the page because Google will pick it up. Now, this guy wrote hors d'oeuvres on this page probably seven times. And it was, it was spelled and arranged a different way every single fucking time. And I'm sitting here saying to myself, like, because those people get QA'd too. So I just had the best call in the history of a sales rep's career. I get a 75. This dipshit puts hors d'oeuvres on the fucking thing seven different ways, and he probably got 100. That's not why I was pissed. I was pissed because I had to fix it. And then I started to think about it. I'm like, this is so freaking bouncy. Like, it's like H-O-R-S, D apostrophe O-E-U-V-R-E-S, or hors d'oeuvres. Why? Why they're appetizers? Why do we have to fucking like? Oh, we're gonna sell off. Oh, they're gonna be hors d'oeuvres. Okay, so if fucking Jeeves comes over with a goddamn plate of bacon wrapped scallops, I gotta call it an hors d'oeuvre. It's a fucking appetizer. Okay, can we just call it for what the fuck it is? Like, why do we even do that? You know, you're in a restaurant, right? And like, oh, how do the sides come? Oh, they're a la carte. How about the sides are sold separately? Why do we have to, like, French it up? <laughs> We're not even friends with the fuck. Well, we are, you know, but it's one of those fake friendships. It's like one of those ones, like, keep, like, just, you you want to kill them, but you can't because you know they'll fucking destroy them, you know? But why do we got to do that? Soup du jour. Oh, let's have the hors d'oeuvres, and we'll get the sides a la carte and the soup du jour. Okay, well, go to fucking France, then. Soup of the day. Yes, considering we're in America. Now here's one that's not even that's not even French, and I don't understand why we use this variation of the word. Kindergarten. It's preschool. Okay. And here's the thing, like I said, who was the person that decided that unilaterally this is what the term we're gonna use for this word and it's gonna be accepted? <laughs> you know, everybody's gonna have to say it. Because for me, I did two years of preschool, but it was called nursery school. And then you had kindergarten. Okay. But like, why, why, why does, I just don't understand why we got to use like, just for that, just, just for preschool. That's it. You know, like you're not going to use the German term for fourth grade, just kindergarten. You know, like who makes that call of like, we're just going to use that term and we're going to use the German variation, not, not Spanish, not French, you know, German. 
Like, why are we saying kindergarten in German? Why don't, why don't we say kindergarten in Italian? If anybody has any insider info on this, please let me know. I, I just don't understand it, you know, and, and I tend to analyze terms. But let's just say, let's pull a phrase out of left field, okay? Um, okay, all right, say you're selling a car and you put, you know, like a sign, you know, the black and orange sign in the window that says for sale. Well, why don't we say parabada? Or why don't we say for sale in French? I, I don't get it. <laughs> You know, is this something from like the history books that I might have just skipped school that day? I, I really don't know, but it bothers me. But anyway, I had to make a lot of stops yesterday. I had to get my hair cut and I had to make three or four stops in Willow Grove. And I, I can't remember if it was Sam's Italian market or if it was the place I was picking the food up that I was telling you about earlier. But this is this, <laughs> this was fucking priceless, man. If I would have had a way to take a picture of this and like not be noticed taking the picture i would have plastered this fucking thing on facebook because do you ever see the <laughs> you ever see the, like the older black women that just like let themselves go like they, they're just like fuck <laughs> like all right never mind i'm gonna talk it like like the ones who like they don't they don't give a shit about their facial hair anymore you know, you know? Right, where it's not like it's not like a full-blown mustache but like on the left and right side of the lip they got the little you know, the little El Chapo, <laughs> you know, dude, this was so fucking funny because it was where I was getting, it was where I was picking up food. I was going to say it was at Sam's, but Sam's has like automatic doors. So I'm the kind of guy, like I said, I'm, when I'm out and about, I'm paying attention, you know? So typically if I'm like opening a door or if I'm pushing it to like to leave, like if I'm entering or exiting the building, even if nobody is behind me, you never know, like somebody could just sneak out the side or whatever. So I'll open the door, okay, I'll let myself in, and then I'll hold the door just in case anybody's coming, and then as I'm walking in, I'll give the, I'll give the door a little shove, you know, I'll give it the shove just so it, like, stays open a little longer. You never know, right? And if somebody is behind you, if you don't see them while you're approaching the door, you can feel them. You know, you can always feel, like, the presence of somebody right behind you, right? So you just, you know, I, so, like I said, even if nobody's coming, I'll, I'll still hold the door open and push it, right? So I'm leaving the fucking place. <laughs> I don't even know how I didn't see this lady in there. Maybe it was just the way the place was arranged. I don't know. But I'm, I'm going to walk out of the place, right? And I, I did the same thing. And I, I held the door open. I went to go, like, turn around so I could look and give it a shove. And this fucking lady came. Oh, my God. It was priceless. She didn't have, like, the, the El Chapo. She had a full book. I was looking at Steve Harvey. Well, welcome to Family Feud, everybody. I'm your man, Steve Harvey. Like, <laughs> without the bald head, of course. But, like. I, I, I first of all <laughs> I, I i had to like hold myself from laughing because she's like oh thank you i'm like oh you're welcome <laughs> you got something on your lip <laughs> it's a fucking caterpillar on your fucking lip you know what i'm saying but it was it was priceless but i wanted to get a picture of it so bad because I, it was that shit was thick like i i had never seen that thick of a mustache on a woman before and I, i've been around the block a couple times you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> it is, is. It was absolutely fucking insane. I could just imagine like her legs. <laughs> oh god. Uh, I hope I never get to that point in life where I'm just like, fuck it. You know, I got. I'm not even gonna go to the bathroom. I'm just gonna shit myself. <laughs> I hope I never get to that point in life. I've learned though, in, in my 44 years, this is 
you can, I, I, I can't predict what's going to happen in 10 years now. You, you think you, you got a grip on what you're going to be doing in the future. You have no idea. Your mentality always just changes like that. You know, I just hope it doesn't happen to me is all. You know, you want to be a 68-year-old woman, you want to walk around with a Steve Harvey, knock yourself out. I just hope I'm not that way when I'm that age. Okay, now I got to go. I got to rip somebody. All right. I have praised this guy on this show, and I have ripped this guy on this show. And I am the kind of guy, as you guys know, you do a good impression, I will give you kudos for it. If you do a shitty impression, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking tell you about it. The thing that's bothering me about this kid is he has two great impressions and it's been his meal ticket. Like this kid is like, he's on the tonight show. He's on, you know, like he'll, he'll be doing the impersonation of the celebrity and the celebrity standing right behind him. Like this guy's like a, he's a big fucking deal. And like, he does two good impersonations and the other 15 stink. They stink. The guy's name's Matt friend, you know, now when he, he does Howard Stern that good that, you know, Howard Stern actually had him call into the show as him. And and rightfully so. It should have been the thing, you know. And he actually was on stage one time, and Jeff Goldblum was there, and he was doing Jeff Goldblum, like, right in front of him, and he does him spot on, too. Great. That's good. Okay? I played his Donald Trump for you, and it was it was terrible. It was fucking terrible. And he's gotten better at it, like, recently. You can tell he's been working at it, but it's still, like, he just doesn't have the tone of the voice, and he can't. He can't change his voice. He's 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 like me. He's got a baritone voice, but he can't change it. Right? This is quite possibly. Now I'm going to play you side by side. I'm going to play you the real person, and I'm going to play you his impersonation. And I want I want you to go like, where, how is that even? It, it falls seventy yards short of being anywhere even close to resembling this guy. It's Sebastian Maniscalco, and I think that's why I'm like partially, you know, I'm partial to him, you know. But either way. It, this is the this could quite possibly be the worst impersonation I've ever heard of anybody in my entire life. Now I'm going to play you a clip of him first, and then I'm going to play the impersonation. So check out this is just Sebastian Maniscalco, regular Sebastian Maniscalco. Rough day. <sighs> Went to the grocery store. Always a problem at the grocery store. Is it hard to pay? <laughs> Always something going on in my line, right? <laughs> Always in the back, I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> Who's still paying in check? All right, now you hear like his tone, you know, his delivery, his inflection and shit like that. Now listen to this, okay? What's up, everybody? It's Sebastian Maniscalco, MSG, Madison Square Garden. Gonna sell this place out. Italians don't play hockey. We eat pasta. Nobody's gonna slam me into the board. What? Why am I here? Aren't you embarrassed? What are we gonna do? Miss me with that one, bro. All right, because you 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 missed by a mile. Okay, he doesn't have this rasp in his voice. He don't have that. Just stick to what you can do. I, 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 I'm sorry, man. You know, like I said, you do a good one, I'll praise you. You do a bad one, I'm going to rip you. That was fucking horrible. It was horrible. Now, I, I know I'm partial because he's my favorite comedian or one of my favorite comedians, but 
Like I know people that that do impersonations of him, and and they're fucking great, you know. And I'll praise those dudes for it. But that was fucking terrible. He's got <laughs> Howard Stern is his fucking meal ticket. That fucking kid, fucking idiot. But anyway, you guys know I, <laughs> I like to pick commercials apart. Now I will say this: I mean, there was a there was an era in the Super Bowl where the fucking commercials were just classic like like in the 80s 90s and even the 2000s they were they there were some great 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 super bowl commercials last five seven eight years and not so much you, you might get a good one here and there but you know there it's it's either way but I'm, I'm gonna say something right now i i always do look forward to their commercials because you know every now and again like one year they just slip a bunch of good ones in but Burger King now is going, you know, they're they're basically doing that fucking that horrific jingle with every menu item that they have. It doesn't matter what it is. They just they have 14 different commercials and each one is worse than the next. It's just like dude, so if it, if I see that fucking commercial like 52 times during the Super Bowl, I'm I'm going to stab myself in the ear with a goddamn ice pick. Speaking of which, it's been like 2 weeks and this stroke's not getting any goddamn better. I got to go to a doctor. Because my it went away in my left ear, but my right ear is still ringing, and and my head is still numb. And I'm like, what the fuck? I got, I I I'm hoping it's neuralgia, but I, either way, I gotta go get this fucking thing checked out. But did you ever see the commercial? This is fucking funny, man. And I, I I'm not I'm not ripping the commercial. I'm ripping the dude in the commercial because did you ever see the Hershey's commercial where the kid like he was i guess he had a crush on like a deaf girl oh, wait a minute am I, am I allowed to say deaf these days what, what, what do you call them not non non-hearing persons people whatever either way this deaf bitch <laughs> no and, and so so he's home it's like the night before school i guess and he's in the mirror like rehearsing sign language you know and it's like you know i, I if it were me all right, and I wanted to go like talk to this girl that I had a crush on. I didn't know sign language. I'd learn like you know, hi, how are you? You know, <laughs> just regular pleasantries that you would exchange with somebody. He was practicing one phrase, and it was like, "Do you like chocolate?" No, hi, no, how are you? He's just gonna walk up, hey, hey. So he gets to school the next day and he's walking down the hall and she's walking towards him and they finally face off, right? And he goes up there and he whips out his big line. Do you like chocolate? She goes, I love chocolate, right? And he hands her a Hershey bar and then they both stare and, and, and they both stare at each other and the girl's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> you know, it was like, you, you didn't think that one through? You know, it's like, all right, okay, now I'm practicing this one phrase all night. And then after I do that, I'll give her the fucking Hershey bar. And, and, and then what do you got? Then where are you going to go? <laughs> oh, God, I don't get it. I just, I don't, I don't get it. But, you know, like I said, I'm not ripping the commercial, but it was like, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, how was class? Okay, good. What time is it? <laughs> do you like chocolate? No, it was just the first thing you said. Like after that, I, I, I now I can't communicate with you. That was the only thing I can really do. I'm going to go home every night. I'm going to learn a new phrase, and then we're going to be we'll be able to have a full blown conversation in about four and a half years. Now, <laughs> being that Super Bowl Sunday, I, I I had to bring up wings, even though I am I'm actually I got I got sauce and meatballs on for the first time, and I I couldn't tell you how long because. 
you know, I know, do not leave the house on Super Bowl Sunday. You just don't do it. Especially, like, if you're going to try to pick up food somewhere, you can fucking forget it. You know, that's my five years as a late teen, early 20, Lee's Hoagie House employee. Super Bowl Sunday was a fucking nightmare. You know, and now that the Eagles are in it, oh, fucking forget it. Fucking forget it. You know, like, you'd be sitting, it was was fucking rough working those days. It really was. But I don't want anything to do with that. You're going to sit there for an hour before you get anything. So I'm, I'm like, you know, so yesterday when I was at Sam's Italian Market, I got what I needed to make little meatballs, right? But then I got to, th- I just got to thinking about wings. I'm like, how many fucking wings? Again, especially with the Eagles in it in this area, how many wings do you think are going to be purchased? Just you know, in, in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas, how many wings are actually going to be consumed tonight? <laughs> I I don't even think I could put a number on it. It's got to be in the millions. It has to be. But it got me thinking about wings because, like, I, I told a story about wings on this show before where, you know, I don't really put too much stock into where I get my wings. Well, that has completely changed now that I went to that one place and they had fucking breaded wings. Who the fuck has breaded wings? Right? It's almost like having a boneless wing. It's, it's, it's one and the same. But... <sighs> So th- this one place, it's the, the, the South Philly family. It's called Tony G's, okay? Like, usually, I'll, two things I'll get from there. They got really good hot roast beef, and they got really good wings, okay? But I don't know what it is. <laughs> and it's not it's not just this place, but I get it in this place more so than anywhere else. But it does, it, it does happen in other places. And when I get one of these, like, if I order wings and I get one of these in my wings, I do not trust it. I won't. I'll throw it right in the trash. You ever get the hybrid wing? Like the drum fucked a flat and had a kid. <laughs> they had like you know conjoining twins or some shit. How, how does that, how's that possible? How's that happen? <laughs> you know what? You, have you, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Has this happened to you? Because when I go to this place, Tony G's, I swear to God, that's it, what I get. I'm, I'm like, oh God, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'll just throw it right away. It'll be like the head of a fucking. It'll be like the head of the of the drum, right? <laughs> And then, and then the bone goes down and kind of makes a left and comes back, and then it's in the fetal position. It's weird. It's just fucking weird. I got to know. Do you guys have the hybrid wings? Or should I say the inbred, the, the incest fucking wings? <laughs> That's what I got. Now it is time for the get off my lawn segment for the week, so here it is. What the hell is this? Get, get off my lawn. Now, this is going to kind of be like a, it's going to be a quasi like hybrid get off my lawn segment because I I am going to go after today's generation and just the way that they behave online. And then I'm going to, I'm going to cite an example, which is going to go into another whole rabbit hole, but it'll be pretty easy to follow. So my thing is, and this is just a generation that I come from. I come from a generation where there was no internet. You know, when you did get internet, it was, you know, it was about a decade before social media. You know, the only time you can communicate with people obviously was email, but, you know, you would, you would just go into these random chat rooms, like the American, remember those things? The AOL, like chat rooms online, and you would just like, just put shit in a post. <laughs> it was just, it was weird, but it was cool. Anyway, you know, that was my generation because we lived before that time. So, you know, we, we know how to communicate and we know consequences of certain communication and everything that comes with it that makes you think twice before you say certain shit now i did a bit 
I want to say it was, it could have been a year ago. It, it was anywhere from six months to a year ago. And it was basically about how I said that I never, ever comment on a post that's put up by a public page because no matter, you could quote John three sixteen, and 52 people are going to troll you. That's what this generation does. They troll people. And I remember I, I, the reason I did that bit was because there was one public page that I followed and it was like a math problem. And in that math, pro- like in the comments, everybody was wrong. You know, and then I, I, I said like, yeah, no wonder we're thirty third in math or whatever the fuck. And and my phone just blew the fuck up. I'm like, see, this is why I don't do this shit. But I don't do that. And everybody who's my age, for the most part, doesn't do that. You want to know why? Because we come from a time that we didn't hide behind a keyboard. If you wanted to say something trollish like you fucking do, okay, you were gonna get punched in the mouth for it because you had to say it to their face. There was no hiding behind text. There was no hiding, you know, behind a keyboard and shit like that. And it's just, it's unbelievable. It it really is. Like, you can go to any public page. Do it right now. Scroll on your Facebook page and go down, or Instagram. I think, personally, I think there's more trolls on Facebook, but I could be wrong. But go to any public page that you have right now. Now, it has to be a post that has, like, over 100 comments for you to see this. But I will guarantee you, you will find some troll that's going to say some fucking just idiotic shit. That's just what they do, you know? So I had one where it was a, it was some guy was from outside of the city. All right. Now here's where it's going to take a little bit of a twist. He was outside the city and he went and posted a picture of him standing in front of like Pat's and Gino's steaks. And so many, you know, the guy's like, oh man, like this is my first experience in Philadelphia. I, I, I tried a cheesesteak from both places that are fucking great. You know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Cue all the fucking assholes. It's not a real cheesesteak. They're the worst cheesesteaks in, in the whole city. And they stink. It's, it, 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 that, that's probably the guy that said Pudge's was fucking great. The, the place I told you about the other week. You know, and and the thing is, I, that bothers me. There was so you know how like if you scroll past a post on a public page and it has a hundred comments, if one of your friends is in the comments, you'll see that their comment beneath the post. Like you don't even have to go into the comments; they're just pretty much letting you know that like your friend is a part of that room too. But he he his post was the same, or his comment I should say was the same thing. He's a good fucking. It's a tourist trap, man. They're the worst cheesesteaks in the the worst. The worst cheesesteaks in the city. You really going to say that? Because I'm going to tell you, I fuck with Geno's. Like, I fuck with Geno's steak. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Because the thing is, like, listen, you're going to sit there and say they're the worst cheesesteaks in the fucking city, but they were the first cheesesteaks in the city. And they've been here ever since. And every single fucking night. We used to go to Finnegan's Wake on Friday or Saturday night, you know, like every week almost. And we would get to that fucking joint at 2.30 in the morning, and the line was wrapped. It was it was all the way down past Young Avenue. Worst cheesesteak in the city, though, right? I, I You know, but, but then but then you got the people. It's a, it's something that's outside of the fucking city. Best cheesesteak in your fucking world, man. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, because I'm going to tell you right now, all right, you know, Gino's, in my opinion, if you wanted to, if you wanted to, compare it to another steak in the city 
they they do flat ribeye, which how could you how could you say it's the worst cheesesteak in the city when they're using ribeye number one? But you know it's it's ribeye. I would compare it to Joe's steaks, which is formerly Chink steaks, but then you know everybody got offended, so they had to call it Joe's. And they used to be on Tarsdale Avenue, and they had a location in Fishtown, but they just closed the one in Tarsdale. And quite frankly, I don't blame them. But it, it's almost an identical steak, you know. And I, I will, I will take Geno's over Pat's, but I'll fuck with Pat's too. I'll fuck with Pat's too, you know. But at the end of the day, it's all a matter of of opinion, you know. Like it's like, you know, like I, I think Dallas Andros is trash. I said that the other week. I think it's trash, but there's, you know, obviously there's a bunch of people waiting around the corner for it, so I'm not going to sit there and like criticize you for shit. You know, but I, I hate that narrative of like Pats and Chino stay away from them. They're fucking, they're great. They're fucking great. There's a reason why they've been there that long. And there's a reason why they have lines all the fucking time. Okay. Now there is this fucking kid dipshit asshole who you guys know how I feel about people who, you know, all of a sudden they're qualified to fucking review food, you know, and then after a while they get so many fucking followers, they don't have to work anymore. Well, there's a fucking dipshit kid, and he and he's going, you know, he's going all over the city, and oh, I'm gonna give it an eight point one. Uh, okay, what what qualifications do you have that that I, I I actually should value your fucking opinion here, gay? All right, now he so I sent this one to my buddy Tony because he went to the guy went to Phillips Steaks. Now I never had a Phillips steak, and I know Tony used to go there a lot. And he actually went there recently, and he was like, dude, it's fucking great. Because there's two styles of cheesesteak. You either got the flat ribeye meat, right, or you got chopped up sirloin. Or sometimes it's, it's shaved ribeye, too. But, you know, there's that's pretty much the, the two major differences. Now, Phillips is a flat steak, flat ribeye type of place. And the, and, and the guy reviewed it, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm starting to see him go over to fucking stuff. I'm like, here we go again. The, you know, people who just want to, like, keep on eating three cheesesteaks a day and, and see what the fuck happens. That, that's what I pull for for these people. You want to eat a bunch of hot shit? Good. I hope you burn your asshole all the way off. You know, because like I said, you you want do you want followers? You want to like you know make that a job? Then then you know do something that's a skill. But anyway, so the guy reviewed Phillips and he fucking shit all over it. And I, and I sent it to my buddy Tony. He's like, who the fuck is that jack off? I'm like, yeah, exactly. You know, I first started watching him, he had like seven fucking likes and seven reactions and shit. Now it goes up to like 300 and it goes up to a thousand and it goes up to 4,000. I'm like, what are, what are these people doing? You know, like what are these people doing? Like it's again, I don't want to watch you fucking eat nothing. And I really don't give a shit what your opinion is either. You know, because it, it, listen, if you went to that post with the Pats and Genos, everybody w- was putting what, what they thought was the best cheesesteak in the fucking city is. And you know what? It's your fucking opinion. And again, opinions are like orgasms. All right? All I care about is mine, and I really don't give a shit if you have one or not. But to sit there and be, it's fucking worst cheesesteak in the world. You know? But really, to, to, to wrap this segment up, if you troll, you're an asshole. And really, like my generation, like I said, for the most part, the vast majority of us, we don't do that shit because... We'll say it to your face, you know, but like Gen Z and Gen Alpha, they, these fucking two, it's just like, it's troll wars. And it's like, okay, you're just lucky. You don't have to meet people in person anymore. You know what I'm saying? But it's time for that's fucked up on today's episode of how fucked up is fucked up. That's fucked up. 
now a recent event that happened last week, you had to know that I was going to fuck. <laughs> you had to know that I was going to do this, right? It seems like this guy is the center of the That's Fucked Up segment every goddamn week because all he does is fucked up shit. Now, I didn't watch it live because I refused to watch him just sit up there and bullshit, but I did see clips, uh, plenty of clips from it, I might add, of the state of the fucking potato address. That was a, it was a flat-out embarrassment. It was a flat-out embarrassment, okay? I'm going to play you a couple clips because, listen, every state of the union, outside of Donald Trump's, of course, but, like, every single state of the union address is basically the president comes out there, he serves up a bunch of bullshit, he says one fucking sentence, he gets a 10-minute standing ovation, he says another sentence, he gets a 10-minute standing ovation, and they just do it the whole goddamn time. He, The guy could be up there saying, like, you know, I want Satan as my running mate in 2024, and they'll get up and fucking clap. Not Joe. Okay, because first of all, first of all, he was up there flat out fucking lying. All right, he's, he's saying he's got the, the best economy in the fucking world when the economy's in the shitter. We all know that. See, that's the thing. This is why nobody respects this guy because it's like he's flat out, everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie and we know it. So you're basically trying to insult our intelligence saying we don't know anything about like the economy. We, I don't know what's in my bank account. How much money that I'm fucking losing? How much money I'm hemorrhaging because of you? And you're going to sit there and tell me everything's all hunky-dory and we got more money than we know what to do with? Nobody respects you because you're a fucking liar. Now, I have never seen... I did see it, like I said, when Nancy Pelosi stood behind Donald Trump and ripped up the fucking documents and all that kind of shit like a fucking old bag prune fucking cunt that she is. Okay, but I've never seen this. I'm going to play you a couple clips. Okay, and he's saying shit, and they're booing it. Like he's getting booed in the fucking House of Representatives. How does that happen? You know, and do not think, Joe, for one fucking second, okay, that every single other country watched that fucking thing, and they're like, this is this is the time. If we're gonna do anything, if China's gonna go fuck with Taiwan, and then we get into a war with them too, like if you want to do anything, do it now. You got two years left. You got two years left before, you know, before this, this, I, 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 you know, hopefully it's sooner for a myriad of reasons. All right. But listen, here's the, here's the first clip of him talking about how the Republicans want to get rid of social security, which is, which is just completely false. It's completely false. Now, look, like I said, I don't pick a side and I think they're both equally as bad. Okay. But th- this is a flat out lie and, and check out the reaction. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans... Some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you, anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if... If Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant. But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks, 
Now, I don't know if you heard it, but Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, who, you know, who, of course, you know, the, the left side of the aisle thinks she's fucking Satan. Okay. But she's just an America first person like everybody else. But, you know, you get, you get uh, slander for that now. She was like, you fucking liar. <laughs> it's like, who does that in the State of the Union address? Like, who questions the president or boos the president? All right. Now, we go to this stupid fucking green energy thing where, listen, he still thinks that we're, there's going to be a day where we just don't use oil any, anymore. And that is flat out impossible. Because all of your green, quote unquote, green energy shit requires diesel fuel to fucking operate, you fucking potato. So he said this statement, and he was flat out laughed at. Listen to this. I'm going to need oil for at least another decade, and that's going to exceed. <laughs> and beyond that, we're going to need it. Yeah, yeah, we're going to run 10 years. We're going to use oil in 10 years. We're going to turn on lights with Mr. Potato Head goes on. He's playing with a light bright. I was in the backyard, folks. I took off my shoe, and there was bacon in there. I said, Hunter, why are you doing meth? Touchdown, Yankees. It's, it, it, dude, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just going to sit here and, and flat out say, the world's watching you, Joe. The world is watching you, and you are failing at every turn. When you see the world, the world sees you. <laughs> But the fact that we got to sit there and watch a sitting president make every single statement that he makes as a goddamn lie, right? And he's doing it right to our face and insulting our intelligence and acting like what he's saying is right and we actually believe it, that's fucked up. Fuck you, okay? Fuck you. You guys know me. I get all worked up. <laughs> but seriously, and, you know, I never tell you guys what you should think or what opinion you should have i just share mine with you but at this point okay if you don't feel the way that i feel about this fucking guy then you need to move to indonesia because you know it it's just it's just so it's it's right in front of your fucking face and if you don't see it now if you still support this guy in any way shape or form whatsoever you should be ashamed of yourself i'm sorry i'm sorry Okay, or or you're not American either, or because if you like America, you you shouldn't like Joe Biden. I'm just politics one on one. But anyway, <laughs> I got to talk about this. I have to talk about this, and I've talked about her on this show a few times. But again, there was another fucked up thing that happened last week. The goddamn what was it? What are the was it the Grammys? Was it the Grammys? I I, I don't know what all those award shows are called. Madonna, oh God. Oh, God, please, just go away. Just go away. And by the way, who was the guy that played Satan? Like, if, if they don't want to hide the fact that the whole Illuminati thing is a thing, maybe you should stop having, like, satanic, you know, themed performances at major award shows. And much like everybody else in today's pop culture, I I couldn't pick Sam Smith out of a fucking lineup. I've, it's the first time I've ever heard his name. But that whole thing was just, seriously, why didn't you just sacrifice a lamb while you were at it? <laughs> you know, I actually saw a reel of our old friend Bud Bubby. Bud Bubby was talking about how 
they go to like satanic rituals like her and she was telling this whole story about like about the first time that she met uh who was it who was who i think it was david spade i want to say i could be wrong on that and i'm not going to spend the time to go you know find the real right now because the super bowl is is rapidly approaching and i want to get done this before that okay but she fucking she was talking about how jay-z was there beyonce was there drake was there and and, and they were sacrificing chicken and she still has the t-shirt with the chicken blood on it and all. i'm like well, well what <laughs> and then you know a week later you turn on the grammys well i don't but you turn on the grammys and here's a whole you know choreographed you know satanic dance <laughs> i'm like what the fuck but anyway getting off track as i normally do madonna go away and please Please don't do anything else to your face. You've ruined it for the rest of your life. Just please stop. She's downright fucking scary looking. And, you know, the older she gets, the weirder she gets. And and she she gave this whole speech, too. I was like, what the fuck? And she's showing thigh and shit. You're 64 years old. Put the thigh away. Put your face away and just go away. Come on, man. But that goes for everybody who who has a, you know, it goes for everybody who has plastic surgery done. Here's the thing, okay? It's not like we don't have any long-term data on this. It's not like we don't see somebody get plastic surgery at 50, and then by the time they're 70, their fucking face falls off. It's not like we don't know this data already, right? You know, because look at them like 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 look at people. I'll give you an example. Like, there's some serious botch jobs out there, but I mean, look at a person like Goldie Hawn. Like, Google her today, and then Google her when she was 30. And she looks like a like their face is all scrunched up. You look like a cartoon cat. All right, here's what here's what ends up happening. Whether it's shoddy work or good work, it doesn't matter. Sooner or later, okay, your your body's going to change to the point where it's it's not going to keep up with with that facelift and all whatever the fuck it is you have so you're going to droop it's going to you look like they look like gorgs from the fucking from fraggle rock down at fraggle rock remember that show please stop with the plastic surgery and the botox and the lip fillers and everything else it's fucking disgusting especially you madonna all right, and just go in the basement and just live happily ever after. We don't need to see you anymore. And that is all I got for you guys this week. Now, I, <laughs> you want to hear something fucking funny? I got I to gotta lay off the fucking scotch. So, all right, if you guys remember, I, this is like a month ago when I did the whole domain thing with GoDaddy, you know, and I got, you know, uh, crodpodcast.net, I should say. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, who the fuck, you know, and I'm looking around for this guy who actually owns the crodpodcast.com because ideally that's the one that you want. And the, and so anyway, I'm sitting, I'm like, who is this guy? And I'm looking it up. I'm looking up the C-Rod podcast anywhere. Mine is the only one that shows up. So I get an email this morning <laughs> from GoDaddy. And it says, you know, you know, like payment method needs to be updated or your products are going to expire because I have an email domain too, obviously, right? I'm like, I just fucking did this like two weeks ago for two years. I signed up for two years. And then, you know, of course, I'll renew it as time goes on. I'm like, what the fuck? Right? 
So I, I go and it's, it's you know if you if you want to change or update your payment information like go here and I'm I'm sitting there thinking like are they going to like pull it out monthly like what are they doing? And it took me to the login page, which you know I covered that in this episode already. I'm like I have no fucking idea what my <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But they did give you the option to sign in with like Google or Facebook or whatever. So I signed in. Right? Yeah, it was me. I, I was the guy that bought crodpodcast.com. <laughs> Whoops. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'll continue to own crodpodcast.net, but I'm just going to let the domain ex, you know expire. And now the new contact because I haven't really got to be honest with you, I haven't gotten many emails on the you know on the email domain yet. But I'm going to change it again for for the people who use that that don't know me. It's now Christian at the crodpodcast.com. All right, so I've hashed out that mystery. So if you need to get a hold of me, Christian at the crodpodcast.com, you can get me on Facebook Messenger or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. We are getting dangerously close here. It's going to be another hour and. What's uh, kickoff? Like 620? An hour and 25 minutes to kick off, which is actually fucking perfect as far as timing. I couldn't have timed this any better because I got to probably another hour and 20 minutes of work. So, like, once I'm done, I just, you know, I'm going to upload it at halftime, though, because I don't want to do it while I'm. Because that, that's that's a whole project in itself. That takes like another 20 minutes. So I'll do that during fucking like I care about Rihanna. We, and again, you guys heard me say this before. We got to get rid of the goddamn Super Bowl halftime show. Just get rid of it. All right. Because it's just it's basically a 15 minute medley of, of all their greatest hits like slammed into one. Takes an hour to set up and break down the fucking stage. The players are fucking, you know, they're, they're, they're not warm anymore. You know, it's just like, dude, just just knock it off. Get rid of it, you know. But all right, hopefully, hopefully they can get another one done. You know, just get two because, like I said, I'm 44 years old. They won the first one when I was 39. I'd love to get another one five years later. You know what I'm saying? So until next week, hopefully we are discussing a Super Bowl championship win. And until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, "Be awake, not woke. Go birds. Beat your fucking kids." Take care.